Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly. Like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, Yes, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. That is correct. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. And we couldn't be happier to be here. You know what, Ed? What? It's time to really start living inside out. That's right. We're doing it anyway. And today's show is called Living Inside Out with Phil Pearson. The laws of thought are the laws of destiny. Whatever we believe with feeling, we bring into our lives, knowing the truth that our circumstances always reflect our thought life. We're motivated to relinquish disempowering thoughts and start expecting the best. On this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire listeners to look forward to a bright and brand new future. And during the second segment, Reverend Phil Pearson, the master of what you believe is what you get encourages us to dream boldly with today's daily word, dreamer. Yes. I, I, I'm i actually motivated to jump right into these three breaths. Okay, yeah, because this is, this is basically what we have to remind ourselves because we get these inspired dreams and ideas, and oftentimes that's when our fears, doubts, and worries start to uh, pop up and, oh, no, what if it doesn't happen, or I better make it happen, or it can't happen. You know, that's when our subconscious, our old beliefs will start rearing their ugly head. Um, and that is when we can use these yeah. breaths. We have a dream or something we be, we're inspired about, yes. you know, stepping in a new direction or any direction or trying right. something differently. And then it seems like our mind starts telling us why we can't. Right. And we have to really remember, I think Alan Cohen points this out, others pointed out, which is the same God that whispered that that dream into our ear is the same God that's going to help us bring it about. Is it going to bring it about if we cooperate? All we really have to do is find ways to cooperate. And a lot of that has to do with faith or having confidence, which is to live with faith. Yeah. Having confidence in God, life, our own worthiness. Or simply put, enjoying the dream. Enjoying it. That's correct. That's correct. Because when we let go of all the weights, of fears, doubts, and worries. Joy is our natural state. It bubbles up. It's 
evidence that we are now in tune, in the flow, in cooperation with life. So let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. <sighs> Got a dream and we just know now. God's gonna make our dreams come true. Ah. <laughs> Got a dream and we just know now. God's it's gonna, gonna make, make our dreams, dreams come true. Got a dream and we just know now. God's gonna make our dreams come true. When we do it God's way, yes, God's way <laughs> makes all <laughs> our dreams come true. <laughs> all right, we got a great reading from Emmett Fox. The book is called uh, Find and Use Your Inner Power. Anything we read, go to DarylAndEd.com, and uh, there's a reading list there. This is a great reading called uh, Can't Be Done's. And uh, we all know them. We have them in our head. Gregory Novak is out there on uh, Facebook Live watching. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. If you have this book, Find and Use Your Inner Power by Emmett Fox, this can be found on page 161. Excellent. Here is a wonderful saying. He didn't know that it couldn't be done, so he did it. Mm. Meditate upon this and you will find it very inspiring. Yes. It is amazing to think how many interesting and worthwhile things most of us could do if we had not put mental handcuffs on ourselves. Mm. What happens to many people is this. When they are young, they are full of ambition and confidence, and they attempt to do a number of interesting things. Being young, they lack experience or the necessary means to accomplish their desires, and after a number of failures, they become permanently discouraged. I heard that one. And decide that, after all, they cannot do anything worthwhile. Mm. Also, they unwisely discuss their plans with other people who thoughtlessly discourage or even snub them. Thus, it is that the lives of most grown-up people are full of can't-be-dones. They say, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I'm never able to do such a thing, and of course something else, and of course something else is impossible for me. Often, they have a spurious reason. My health my constitution, my early training, or lack of it. My age is a favorite excuse for laziness. Uh, my family is right. a pretty good excuse, too. And, of course, there are always the climate, the unfavorable locality, and the depression. Mm. A great industrialist has a rule in his works that when his research department fails to solve a problem, no one records of these exper no records, sorry, no records of these experiments are kept. He says that these failures would be accepted as final and pre would prevent new men from ultimately solving those problems. He is right, of course, in thus repudiating can't be dones. Mm. Have a mental stock taking and ruthlessly throw out all the can't be dones you find in yourself. Break those handcuffs with the power of truth. Just as you are today, 
You can do some wonderful things for yourself and those you love if you will get rid of the can't-be-dones. What great news. What great news. And, you know, this stuff can feel daunting because it can feel like we're changing the very, what we think is the ground that we stand upon. But we got to... come to realize that that's not really the ground at all, that that's just old limiting beliefs, things we've picked up, things for whatever reason were impressed upon us, we accepted them into our awareness, maybe out of fear, maybe whatever it was. And this training, like we, we really recommend a morning routine of waking up, reading some inspired books like the ones we share here, doing some meditation, which just simply means relaxing, breathing, letting your focus soften for a little while, Set your timer, 7 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever works for you. And just relax and let go of the stranglehold that you have on your thoughts so that your thoughts can let go of the stranglehold they have on you. And then write down some affirmative thoughts, affirm some positive things from this enlightened, lighter perspective. Um, Without that, it's darn near impossible to get through this stuff because we think we identify so closely with our mind and the thoughts that our mind is thinking, that without some form of slowing down, some way to disconnect from that um, that sort of personalization, that, that identification with those thoughts, that it it seems like some of this stuff can seem impossible, and those those reasons seem real. Yeah, the, I like what you said, because it really is um, a conscious decision. First of all, I could tell you from personal experience... Once your mind accepts the idea yeah. and enthusiasm kicks in, yes. can't be dones, don't even, they, mm. they, you don't even feel them. Um, I could think of two right off the bat. One was when I decided to buy a place in New York City in 1992. Right. I, ha- I saw the, uh, the place. I saw the price. I got excited. And my enthusiasm said, yeah, let's go for it. You know, what do we got to lose? Right. And I was that when that when my mind clicks into this is good. And that feeling of enthusiasm follows. Right. Can't be done's are laughable in my own mind. And even because there was a lot of people guys I'd get excited. But here's the thing, too. You can't share it just like Emmett Fox said, because. I've hatched dreams before my enthusiasm kicked in, right, like before, right? which really means to go with spirit. It's that concrete feeling that this is something I really want to do or I really believe this is going to happen. Right, right. Because when I expose it too early, then I'm susceptible to anyone's discouragement. Right, right. The good news is even if I am discouraged, for that time, for that period of time, I'm discouraged. Right. And I forget about pursuing whatever that inspired idea is, like Ed mentioned at the beginning of this show. Because God put it there, it rises to the surface and the opportunity in a different setting for the same dream will present itself again and again until I'm ready to be enthusiastic about it. Right. But when I went ahead and I go, you know what? I'm going to buy this place. And I encouraged my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, because she was only 23. Right. And I even talked to her father and explained how this would be a great thing, because it would be the same she was paying for rent, how it all worked out. Right. 
I had, I was, so then I was telling other people because I was excited. Right. And I was like, this is a great deal. It's Gramercy Park. And so many people are like, you're going to buy in New York now? That place is a dump. Right. You're crazy. I'd never buy in this city. What are right. you? But you know what? It turned out to be one, not only the greatest thing for me and my wife, but everybody else who I shared after I lived there, you know, the opportunity, oh, you could buy, there's some left in our building. Those people who went ahead and bought are still thanking me today. Yes. And the same thing happened when we moved into beautiful Culver City. Right. You know, I had lots of friends going, you're in a Culver City. Right. And I never heard of Culver City, but I enjoyed the feeling of it. I enjoyed what we saw that would be our house. Yes. And now people see us and go, where do you live? Oh, we live in Culver City. You live in Culver City? Wow, you're lucky. Right. But this is... and. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not the master of this. I mean, there's things I do all the time that I talk myself out of. But I just want you to know, even if you talk yourself out of something, I talked myself out of art school, joined the military, threw it out of my mind, and 10 years later, I was in art school right. with another merit scholarship. It w Like the years the locusts have eaten, as long as you remain faithful and Ed... We can't emphasize this enough. The morning routine. Yes. You got, I don't even want to say you got, but you ought to. And we strongly recommend giving it a try even for 30 days because getting yourself into a routine where you spend some time with the God of your understanding. Right. And you read some optimistic spiritual literature, you will be more open and receptive to intuition throughout your day. You will be more flexible throughout your day. You will be more apt to release your grip, right? And go with the flow yes. and allow divine providence to move through your life. Right. That's so, right. So we highly recommend a simple morning routine. And we often say what Mike Dugan told me, life isn't about jumping out of bed and racing into your miserable day. And unless you're willing to wake up just 7, 10, 30 minutes earlier to be kind and loving to yourself, there's nothing anyone can do to help transform your life. That's right. And the good news is I was telling Daryl this this week where we were talking about this. I was really aware of this, that the worst you may, may be feeling about some dream or something that you think it's too late or you gave up on, the worse that feeling is, the more of an indicator that God is still, that thing is trying to be born with Yes! Because the, the bad feeling comes from putting, putting the full weight of our consciousness into a form of resistance of what's possible. Because the, the can't-be-dones are saying, you're too old, you are so bad, you, you, know, you, you may be carrying judgments that you believe were justified of how bad of a person you were or someone else was. Because usually if we're judging ourselves, we're judging others and vice yeah. versa. They go hand-in-hand. Hand. The good news is all the pain comes from holding that stuff in. Yes. We really have to let go of that. It really is about living from the inside out, and we can do that. Even this morning during my morning routine, I told Daryl, I had mentioned on the show this debt collection thing that came my way, and it wasn't my dad, and scared the daylights out of me It brought because it pushed up against all these things that I'd been believing for a long time. It was like one of those things where I had been holding so much fear and doubt and worry about certain things that this was like a manifestation that woke me up to the realization that what I hold in my consciousness will eventually bear fruit. But that is not to say that if something happens, then you should be afraid. That's just 
it if we look if I, I, I what I had to do was look at the thoughts and fears that were being brought up and deal with the con- deal with those concerns treat the concerns yes. as Eric Butterworth always said so I started treating my mind and started affirming that everyone involved in all the debt collection agency, the FBI, all the people I had to talk to, uh, write letters to. I just started affirming they are all expressions of God. Yes. They are, you know, and I had to keep going back yes, to this. Yes. It wasn't comfortable because I felt like I would wake up, go, oh, this feeling of back again, this fear. Oh, yes. But I kept doing it. I, I kept talking to Daryl. Like, this is the thing. Talk to the right people that are not going to squash your dreams. Talk to the people that will encourage you. That you affirm know? the truth about yeah. the situation. Yeah, let them in. They're like other gardeners that are like good at gardening. You know, like don't invite people in that don't know anything about gardening. I'm talking about the gardening of our dreams and our ideas. Bring yeah. the bring the people in that are encouraging, who've been there, who've done that, who know how this stuff works. Like Daryl, my wife, they just kept encouraging me. And then just two days ago, I have on my chase app. There's something called Credit Journey that I also discovered through this process, which has been a huge blessing. And that's where all this information was showing up on my credit report, this and that. And the other day I said, you know what? I got to just look at the credit journey just so I feel like I'm not running away from the situation. Just so I'm not letting this lord over me. Yeah. And I'm at school and I look there and lo and behold, it is gone. The whole thing has disappeared. It's gone. The prayer worked. Everyone, all the foot, the inspired footwork worked. The whole thing was released. Then last night, I still had a because this is the thing, it's consciousness, right? So the voice of fear was still not totally clear just because of that thing. So You mean just because just it because, saw that it's been resolved, yeah, it's going to go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, so <laughs> let, let me check on this website, Credit Karma. I went on there, and it still hasn't, you know, it takes time for all these places to get reported to, to update their but. It was still on that website, right? So my, but that old voice started like literally panicking and going back into the same fear, doubt, and worry. And I really had to do my morning routine, bless it. I had to walk, and then I, I held the hand of that part of me and said, "Look, this is why it's like this. Don't worry. Life is still moving in a positive direction." And it just came back to I still had to clear my consciousness, which is the only if we were willing to deal with I heard this on um, Discovering Eric Butterworth the other day. There was a show called Grace and Karma. That's the Tom Thorpe show on Unity Online Radio. And it was called Grace and Karma or something. Karma and Grace. Yes. It's a great episode. It basically said there's two basic laws like there's always a cause and effect, right? Yes. And and there's always a price to be paid, if you will, um, for what you put out, you get back, right? But the, yes. the karmic idea, at least the simplified, is what you put out, if you lie, someone lies to you. If you get angry, someone, whatever. You know, if you're good to someone, they're... Right. But the, the grace idea, which Jesus was all yes, about... Yes, the Christ consciousness idea. Which is what unity is all about, is when we go into the divine mind, we rise above this causal, cause and effect, this for that reality. Yes. And we go into a greater truth. We become aware of the greater truth, which is love, prosperity, worthiness. It never changes. It's always generosity. Yes. It's always power. It's always that's why when we go in there, there is no judgment. We don't have to ask that power to forgive us because that power never held anything yes. against us. But we do have to so he, what I like, because I, I never like this idea out you know, you can't get something for nothing. I didn't like the idea. But what I liked was Butterworth said the price to pay if we're going to work with grace and the divine mind is 
the effort it takes yes. to stay in yes. or to keep going back to our yes. awareness of our divinity. That's why the morning routine is crucial. Yes, that's the price, but it's not even like a price because no. we love paying it. Yes. And it man- and that is when we pay that price, it comes back to us magnified and multiplied yes. like the story of Jesus with the loaves and fishes. Yes. It really Let me just say this and yes. I know you're about because this goes with this reading that Daryl oh, found yes. in 24 hours a day. It's geared, geared toward recovery, but I, I read – everyone can read it. Um, this is a great reading. I think it was yesterday, was it? Yes. Uh, January 28th um, in our in real time but um, because we're recording on the 29th. But the meditation for the day was when you seek to follow the way of spirit, it frequently means a complete reversal of the way of the world that you had previously followed. But it is a reversal that leads to happiness and peace. It says, do the aims and ambitions that a person usually strives for bring peace? Do the world's awards bring heart, um, bring heart rest, rest and happiness? Or do they turn ashes to ashes in the mouth? That means like the things that we struggle for, outward approval. If you've got to fight to get it. You're, I mean, if you're going to fight to get it, you've got to fight to keep it. Right. It means that way. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Get out of my way. I got to get this done because this is important because it's for work or it's for that. You know, is it so? And then the prayer for the day is I pray that I may not be weary, disillusioned or disappointed. I pray that I may not put my trust in the ways of the world, but in the way of spirit. And I mean, the world, one way to look at this is the ways of the world is are, are we just looking at the world of effects, which is what's going on, the circumstances, what people are saying and then reacting to that. Or do we go within ourselves to the way of spirit, which is ever increasing good, which is we are always worthy, which is our job is to treat our own concerns, to let go of our own false identifications with these limiting beliefs, these can't, can't, what well, can't be done, and remember that all things are possible. Are we willing to just go there and accept it? And affir- that's what affirmative prayer is. It's like speaking from the God within us. It's not trying to make anything happen. It's, try- it's just waking us up to the reality of our own good. Yes, because what, it really is the fact that this works is because when you come to understand that this isn't like some sort of trick or it's blasphemous to think this way, it's actually just the reality, scientific reality, that the universe is in harmony. Right. It's backed by the power of love. And yes. It's, it's always working to uh, achieve homeostasis that's harmonious. Yes. So we're working with a universal law that is perfect health. Yes. You know, perfect uh, prosperity. Yes. Perfect, perfect happiness, perfect peace. Yes, that that mm. is the truth. So when we're not just trying to convince ourselves of something or try to do some sort of trick to get out of trouble, you know, we haven't, yes. you know, all of a sudden, oh no, I want to get out of this, please God. No. That's not what we're, we're talking about. Calming the night, the storm within our own mind. Yes, yes. And then we rise above right. any perceived repercussions right. we feel we may have deserved. And remember, we're making up what we think we right. should deserve, whether right. it's good or right. good or bad as well. Right. And it's the thing we always say is that but our divinity within us has yes. prosperity and outlandish yes. abundance that's for us. That's the blueprint. So that's the blueprint. Because we're here 
And we're not here in these physical bodies forever. We're in, we're here to be an expression of our inner divinity to remind people here, which reminds people here among us who we really are because all of human foible comes from forgetting who we really are and then thinking we have to act out of desperation or try to get one over because we're not good enough and none of that stuff will will ever be satisfying what's what's satisfying is living with enthusiasm and joy and sharing our gifts well that's faith that's faith that that is living with faith and it always pays off well you know we were talking about this early in in the week with each other that whenever we're thinking these thoughts, these disempowering thoughts about ourselves, casting ourselves in a terrible light in every circumstance that pops up and scares us, we're really denying our inheritance. Yes. We're saying, no, I don't want my inheritance. But when we, this is the way I, I look at it that brings me joy in switching to a faithful attitude. Yes. Because it really is true. That's the, the inheritance is just waiting for me to accept it. And in any situation, we can receive our inheritance, which is all good, which is prosperity, which is great health. Right. But it it happens within the mind. That's right. The mind when I, but it's easy to help myself switch gears when I go, I'm denying my inheritance. That's what I'm doing right now. Right. So I could just let release my grip. Yes. And the inheritance and or scientifically homeostasis can be restored. Right. And then when we do it this way, I was, first of all, I was thinking about, I think I, Reverend Eichhorn, I heard him say most recently in a video that the secret place of the most high is thoughts because yes. you can't see it. No one can see it. Yes. But it happens within us. So we go within ourselves and we deal with, we connect with God in that secret place because no one can see it. That's why it's the secret place. Only we really know. I mean, and, and, and the way things are, we're experiencing things, and the way we feel is a good indication. Because Eric Butterworth also said that Charles, he was saying Charles Fillmore wanted it to be clear: this is not just mental manipulation to force yes. yourself into being healthier or no. that. He said that can work temporarily, but what affirmations and this way of li- living is for is to have a change in consciousness in which our consciousness wakes up to the truth and the reality of our divinity. Yeah, and accepts and, it, and accepts, accepts it. it, and when that happens. Healing has to happen. It's so we don't have to keep. It's natural. That's right. So we don't have to keep manipulating the images in our brain as much as we're just using these affirmations to wake us up from the nightmare we've been in, so that we can accept our good. And it's already here. That's the good news. All we're doing is getting ourselves into a place where we're claiming the good that is already there for us. But when we're in fear, we tend to be blind to it. So should we say? Uh, yeah, we're coming right. up next. Yeah, time for a break. Coming up next. Reverend Phil Pearson, the master of what you believe is what you get, encourages us to dream boldly with today's daily word, dreamer. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. 
Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome back to the second segment of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Yes. Today's episode, Living Inside Out with Phil Pearson. And yes. Ed has a reading to kick off the second segment. This comes from uh, Emmett Fox as well. We've had some great Emmett today, but this is sent to us from the Golden Key Ministry. We recently had John Adams on the show, the Reverend. He's amazing. And he sent us this prayer yesterday through email. It says, please keep this handy. Divine love prayer treatment from the writings of Emmett Fox. Dr. Emmett Fox. Divine love goes before me, preparing my way. Preparing my way. My soul is filled with divine love. I am surrounded by divine love. I radiate love and peace to the whole world. I have conscious divine love. God is love and there is nothing in existence but God and his self-expression. All men, women, and children are expressions of divine love. Therefore, I can meet nothing but divine love. Nothing ever takes place but the self-expressing of divine love. All of this is true now. This is the actual case, the actual state of affairs. I do not have to try to bring this about, but I observe it already being now. Divine love is the actual nature of being. There's only divine love, and I know this. I perfectly understand what divine love is. I have conscious realization of divine love. The love of God shines in me for all humanity. I am a lamp of, a lamp of God radiating divine love to all whom I meet, to all whom I think of. I forgive everything that can possibly need forgiveness, positively everything. Divine love fills my heart, and all is well. I now radiate love to the whole universe, excluding no one. I experience divine love. I demonstrate divine love. I thank God for this, and so it is. No need to push and shove. I trust in divine love. Ooh, that's good breaths right there. We want to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing the show, writing to us, uh, sending us emails, DarylAndEd.com. There's a contact form. You can send us an email. Go to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Facebook. You can message us there, see what we do. Um, join us in the studio. Uh, let's see, on Facebook Live. You can also send us something through Parcel Post, Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We love getting things from our P.O. Box. Uh, we want to thank the chief engineer, the person who actually built Unity Online Radio. He's listened to every episode. He makes everything here sound so good, and we appreciate him more than words can say. His name's Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Ah, shout out to Silent Unity, yes. the prayer line. We use it often, and we recommend uh, you give it a whirl. It really is a great way. Yes. To elevate your consciousness. That's right. When you have someone outside of your box praying for you and opening the box. Right. And yes. that's at 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. And another tool we use. Oh, wait, they have an app also, the letter U, oh, the yes. word pray. Can't the forget you that. The pray app. You pray. It's free. Yes. Um, another tool that we use every morning uh, in conjunction with our morning routine. It actually kicked off my whole uh, new life starting in 1986, and that's the Daily Word. And today, oh, actually, yeah, the Daily Word. And today, our guest, uh, Reverend Phil Pearson, is yes. here to uh, read and discuss uh, the Daily Word with us. How you doing, Phil? I'm doing well, thank you. Nice. Shall I take off with the daily word? Sure, let's go for it. All right. The word is, my dreams lead me to great possibilities. As an optimistic thinker, I imagine all kinds of positive possibilities. 
contemplating all that is good for me and for my loved ones. I'm also a dreamer. I do not lose sight of reality, but I'm not limited by it. I treasure my dreams because they show me all that is possible. The better I can envision and feel my dreams as genuine possibilities, the more easily I'm able to achieve them. My dreams may be greater than my current evidence, but that's what dreams are for. I believe in the power of my dreams and my ability to make them come true. I love the challenge of reaching for my dreams, trusting whenever I realize one dream that another is on the horizon. I am a dreamer, a believer that nothing is impossible. And from 2 Corinthians, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Uh, An excellent daily word for all of us. However, for my contribution today, I want to say it raises many questions. And that is, we are affirmed to be dreamers. And in the essence of the message, I think it's affirmed that we can achieve our dreams. And for many people in modern metaphysics today, that means taking dominion of your thoughts. And I think Ed and Daryl have given us a lot of insights already on this program today about taking uh, dominion of your thoughts. And the inference is you're not going to get your good unless you take dominion of your thoughts and put them in tune with what it is that you want. Unfailingly, unwaveringly, you must do this. Well, as a guest on the program, I have to say that I represent sort of, I don't in any way argue with that, that it is possible. You can have whatever you can bring your thoughts to. Mind is an absolute in life. However, as is indicated by all the things you need to do to get your thoughts right, it's work. And I represent an approach that is simplistic. And it's an approach that a lot of metaphysicians have walked by because they feel we've outgrown it. And that approach is simply to believe that there is a God, whether you think of it as universal mind, although I, I won't go beyond that, there is a God that is universal mind. And we live and move and have our being in that mind. And that mind knows every one of us. Every one of us, all seven to eight billion people are all contained within the love and the caring of that mind. And the will of that mind, that God mind, is for all of us to have the greatest possible fulfillment in our lives by also serving God mind. Mm. We are each unique and from my prayer work and study work, I believe that God has a desire to use each of our uniqueness in specific ways, but always contained in a life of happiness, joy, fulfillment, prosperity. Any good you can think of would be God's desire for us as we fulfill the purpose of our being as God holds us in his mind and I should say heart, love. Right. Right. I have always felt this way. 
I have never worked real hard to be positive. I am, I would say, generally positive, but I'm not an absolutist in that mind. Right. I'm not a, I can't sit in the lotus position and only think totally <laughs> positive thoughts. But I do have an absolute conviction that I had reaffirmed when I was just a child going to Christian Science Sunday School. And that was the belief that God loves me. Mm. That was just dwelt into me. And I remember the church had this big, beautiful stained glass window that says, God is love. And that's ah. it. God is love. God loves you. God wants to bless you with every good thing. And you have to only believe that and then direct your life and the use of your consciousness to support what it is God wants to do with your life expecting that God will take care of all your needs. So, back to me. Our hosts have been very uh, nice in affirming that I'm a master of all this. Uh, (laughs) I can say that I deserve that perhaps only from the standpoint that my whole life has been a series of miracles. That is, things that are way beyond expectation. I didn't expect, for instance, that I would have the most wonderful girl or woman in the world to live with for 50 years. But she came to me. Spirit brought her into my life. I never dreamt I would be on television for 20-some-odd years and influence the lives of thousands and thousands of people. But it came to me. Yes. And so, consequently, the reason that I want to really pound on this today That is, believing that God loves you, you don't have to work to make life happen for yourself. You don't have to work uh, to believe that God is loving you and going before you to open one door after another in your life that will be beyond your heart's expectation. Yes. And and again, uh, Daryl and Ed have affirmed this in their own thoughts earlier in the program, but I'm pounding it, and... Part of it is because I just finished a book, which is going to be published again this uh, this year, probably in another couple of months. Any event, it's about the world's religions, the, the five great world religions, and I was struck by the fact in my preparation for this book and all my studies, in getting more firmly acquainted um, with the faith that is not all that um, popular today, and that is the Islamic faith. Um, I say it's, it's not as popular this day, but I'm thinking of our own culture right. that has sometimes difficulty with the thoughts about supporting the Islamic faith. But in truth, as many of you know, it's very popular and is growing so that whereas Christianity is now the most uh, followed religion in the world, it's quite clear that Islam is quickly overcoming it and has um, uh, a dimension of all sorts of possibilities for the future. So what's interesting about that to me? As some of you undoubtedly know, Islam, Muslim, these words all represent surrender. Wow. This is the core of the Islamic faith is surrender. And when you see the people in the Muslim in the mosque 
bowing down and all. They're not bowing down and scraping and saying, God, forgive me my sins. No, they are surrendering themselves to God's perfect plan for them. Uh. Now, how they color that is an individual matter, obviously, but in essence, that's what the religion represents, surrender to God. And so I bring that in to this discussion because in a, when I went to the Christian Scientist Sunday School, I surrendered myself to thought, you know, God loves me. If God loves me, God will take care of me. Yes. And it's always been that way. And I've been through on occasion some deep water experiences, but I found that uh, if I just kept knowing God loves me, so somehow this is all going to work for good. I don't have to affirm, you know. Right, right. Go ahead. No, I'm agreeing. We're just agreeing. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't have to knock myself out making sure I think only that this is all yes. going to come out good. What I really have to do is reaffirm something that I've built into my life is, hey, God loves me. God's in charge of my life and wants only good for me. And this is going to fit the plan of my own personal unfoldment. I surrender myself to God's perfect plan of good wow. for me. And the thing that I love about it is when you believe this, you don't have to work so blinking right. hard. Right. You don't have to sit for hours in the lotus, as I keep saying. Yeah. You, you, and, and, and when you don't have to work so hard, you can make life fun. Yes. And I have to say, any folks who know my life, it's not only been a miraculous experience by anybody's measurement, but it's also, it's also been fun. I yes. have had more fun uh, and my wife Dorothy and I, and also uh, I have never experienced any really serious illness. And uh, at uh, 94, I'm still chugging along and having fun. Yes. And so that's the way life should be. And it isn't because I'm special except for one thing. I believed what those Christian science folks told me when I was yes. a, a kid. God loves me. And God is going before me and to open doors in my life that are good. Yes. And that leads me to another uh, thought that may be of interest to your folks. It's uh, right there. We all know it. But the Fillmore's really, I think, affirm the same thing that I'm affirming. That while uh, we all know that Myrtle took charge of her thinking and had a wonderful result in her life. Overall, they went with the thought that God is the, uh, the consciousness that is working out their lives. And my evidence for that is the fact that they championed Emily Cady. Yes. And those of you who know uh, the work of Emily Cady and the prayer of faith, for instance, know that she didn't get in the, again, sitting in the lotus and working to discipline your minds, but she said, if you want to pray, say, God is my help in every need. God does my hung, every hunger feed. God goes before me, leads my way, etc., etc. It was a very personal relationship that Emily Cady was putting forward in, in our relationship to God. Um, I, I don't want to cast negatives, 
but I'm, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> We're ready. Well, Me and Ed are good at that, so. Yeah, br- bring it on, man. That's good. Well, I, I, what I would criticize is that in our metaphysical uh, programs that we find taking place all over the world, so much energy is being put into the fact that you are wonderful. You are in charge of your life. Take charge in your life. Whatever you want, you can get. And I'm saying that's all true. That is your ability to do that. But that isn't the wisest way to live life. It's no. not the fun way. It's not um, uh, a healthy way because it is all pressure. Yes. It's all wow. pressure. Yes. Right? And, uh, and I, I do. I felt that in your comments today earlier that you you're quite aware of that, and I'm grateful. Oh yeah, we, me, and Ed are big, uh, big proponents of the antithesis of the Tony Robbins of the world's method, which is run as fast as you can in front of the train, and hopefully you'll reach <laughs> your goal. Right. We can't do it. Right. I, the great thing yeah. that you brought up that I just want to. Emphasize, you made me think of something which is in the realm of new thought and this metaphysical movement is um, the recovery programs like Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm -hmm. And they have the 12 steps. And ironically, the first two steps are actually encapsulate everything you just said when they're understood. Because the first step is is surrender. The reason you know you're feeling bad and you're you're trying to anesthetize yourself and you can't get out of this cycle of pain and you know trying to self medicate. Well, the first step is surrender. I give up. I, I, I give up. And the very next step. Is I've, I've, I'm going to try, I'm going to believe. I'm willing to believe, not that I am going to transform myself or that I am going to try to stop drinking. I'm, I've come to believe that God will restore me to sanity. That right. God loves me. Right. I can give That's up it. and allow God to love me. Beautiful. Yeah, that's also Daryl and I also um, have that we we affirm. Sometimes we affirm God will bring it about in spite of my doubts. Yes, that that goes along and with what you're saying. It reminds us that because I I just went through this little thing. It's not a big deal, but it brought up a lot of stuff for me. But what I realized in the process of dealing with the credit card, all this stuff was every time I'm acting out of stress. Well, no matter how much I pump myself up, whatever I'm just like exerting all that energy, I'm kind of like building. My own nightmare. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> With yeah. hammers yeah. and concrete. Because it's coming, it's coming from That's this basic – under. It, because when I act that way, I'm coming from this basic misunderstanding, which is that God doesn't love me, that I have to do it on my own. And there's a certain high I might get briefly by going, no, I can overcome this. But – the first step, and I really believe that's why Eric Butterworth talked about, treat the concern. Remember that God loves you first. Stop. Get rid of that overly blown concern that I have, that I'm alone, that I'm going to have to fight for this. Let go of that first and then see if there's a – because for me, all the the stuff that helped me in my situation with that credit thing was really just simply writing a couple letters and then just letting God do the work. It wasn't like yeah. – there was nothing I had to do that didn't have to be a nightmare or stressful at all. Right, right. 
Listen, I want to close with one thought, yes. if I might. And that is that I think that uh, Jesus' greatest gift to us as a model was missed by the early uh, followers of Jesus in that they, as we all well know, grabbed a hold of the crucifixion as the key (laughs) gift that Jesus gave us, (laughs) that he died for our sins. But it was in the Garden of Gethsemane, I believe, that Jesus gave us the greatest direction for our lives and the greatest support when he affirmed, I surrender, not my will, but thy will be done. Yes. Not my will, but thy will be done. Now, that's a general statement, but it's just, again, that example that he surrendered. He gave over his uh, life and its future to God, knowing that God only will good for him. Yes. And but I realized I've got us hanging there, so I got I got to finish it. When somebody say, well, "What was good about the crucifixion?" Well, I think the good thing about the crucifixion was that had Jesus lived to be ninety four and died <laughs> from pneumonia, let's say, nobody would have ever heard about him. Right. But because he went through the cross experience, which God knew the drama of it. Right. We're going to make Jesus the greatest figure that ever lived on the face of the earth. Mm. And so by surrendering his will, as he did in the Garden of Gethsemane, he let God's greater good come to his life. And they have given us the gift of knowing who and what he taught that wow. Jesus was and is. Amen. 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 That's the perfect way to start winding uh, up, up the, the show. show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Is there? Are you talking? Uh, are you out speaking uh, in churches or anything of that nature now? I speak by Zoom occasionally. Cool. I have a Zoom meeting coming up for the Sacramento Church uh, sometime in February. Yeah. Oh, excellent. And then what's the what's the name of the book you have coming out? Uh, putting it all together. Putting it all together. Oh my God, this sounds great. Yeah, Phil, thank yeah. you so much. Can, well, you, can you hang on the line for? About, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's all about how God again is in charge of this universe, and how each of the world five great religions have brought a necessary increment to our greater understanding of God. Wow, beautiful man. By, don't hang I hope up. it'll be helpful. Oh, yeah, I, I can already. F- I've heard just a little bit you shared with us today is helpful, so I'm really looking forward yes. to it. Can you hang on the line for a few minutes while we wrap up the show? We want you to hear a couple things. Sure. Okay. All right. Back when Phil Pearson was a young minister, a little girl came to his service each week and would sit quietly during the whole sermon. The whole sermon. Wow. Phil was touched and felt quite good about himself. Wow. Seeing how this girl sat so quietly at full attention during his sermons. One day he approached her after the service and said hello. He was feeling a bit prideful, secretly, you know, fishing for compliments. Yes. When he asked the girl, I noticed that you sit so quietly during my sermons. What is it that you enjoy most about the talks? The little girl replied. I really like getting ice cream after the service. Phil asked, for being such a good listener during the sermon? The girl giggled. No, silly. Dad says he'll give me ice cream if I don't wake him up while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's That's the mail. That's what you wanted me to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now we have the mailbag. Sandy Page from Chicago said, Your beautiful meditation brought amazing results for me to the point of unexpectedly sobbing on release of the garbage that I've been carrying. This method of meditation and the language that you use was almost exactly the way I meditate sometimes. However, it was so much nicer to be listening to your voice because sometimes my voice drifts off into doubt, fear, worry, and anger during mine. Thanks so much for taking the time. This made my day. That's why we use the prayer line also. It's really good to hear someone else like Reverend yes. Phil Pearson talking about this stuff. Well, Daryl and I just sit back and listen. Yvonne Tessier Nelson from British Columbia said, love your talk at Unity of the West Side. Guys, wag first. That's going to go on my chalkboard. Oh, look who it is. Laverne and Shirley. Yes, people often accuse us of being the Laverne and Shirley of the 21st century, Ed. That's right, boys. Why don't you sing along? Okay, Give here we go. Give us any chance, we'll, we'll take it. it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. Nothing's gonna turn us back now. Straight ahead and on the track now. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thanks again for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. Got a dream and we just know now. God's gonna make our dream come true. And we'll do it God's way. Yes, God's way. Make all our dreams come true. And we'll do it God's way. Yes, God's way. Make all our dreams come true. For me and you, Reverend Phil Pearson. Thank you for listening to the funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 